title, Wait Upon the Lord. And we look at the subject, the, the, the time factor. Amen. In Acts chapter 40, verses number 28 to 31, there is a profound statement that was made uh, by the prophet Isaiah. I told you last week the profoundness and the accuracy of the prophet Isaiah in characterizes and classifying prophet. We have the major and the minor prophet by virtue of the fact of what they wrote in the volume of the books and the chapters they wrote. And Isaiah happened to be one of the major prophet. The clarity, if you hear the voice of God, and if God talks to you, people don't believe God talks to us, but he talks to us. Amen. When you want to receive the profoundness of what he's telling you, he must grace you with the strength to be able to understand it. And sometimes human factor begin to come in and interrupt what God is saying. But this prophet was so precise in his, in his writing that he could even prophesy the coming of Jesus. And even describe how he was going to be born and what is he was going to be called. Which means that this is somebody we have to really listen to properly. In Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28 to 31, he made a statement. He said, do you not know, have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. And his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increase the power of the weak. Even the youth grow tired and weary and the young stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagle. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Amen. That is from the NIV. I like the King James in the verse number 31 of the same chapter 40 of Isaiah. It said, but... They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings of eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Amen. It means that not everyone will renew their strength like the eagle, but you will renew your strength because you have chosen to wait upon the Lord. And sometimes in our life, when we begin to walk with people and we all go through the same challenges, it gets to a point where there is renewal. There is renewing, uh, renewing of strength that come to us because we have chosen to trust God. Last week, I spoke about wait upon the Lord. Tell your neighbor, wait upon the Lord. Today, I'm going to move from the time factor, not the X factor, the time factor, and I'm moving to what we call the attitude factor. If you are waiting upon God, your attitude is very important. You can't wait upon somebody in the way that is not pleasant. Isaiah welcomes us to see 
Our self-dependent as creatures designed to rely on God. Relying on God is not a weakness. It's a strength. It is a strength because I believe it gives us the power to do what we couldn't do before. And I've told you several times when I, before I got born again, I couldn't even spell girl. But when the power of God touched me, my life was transformed because that is what the word of God does. The doctors declared me to be dying and they said I would die in the next one month. The doctor who told me I would die is dead. And I'm still alive. Why? Because God said it. In the writings of, of David, he said in the book of Psalm 40 verse 1 to 3, he said, I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. And he brought me up out of the marable, horrible clay or horrible pit, out of the mary clay and set my feet upon the rock and establish my going and he has put a new song in my mouth even praise unto our God many shall see it and fear and trust in the Lord praise the Lord try and get to me the, the, the music the instrumental and play it for me praise the Lord you guys are in the spirit praise God amen so waiting upon God must be done patiently without any any agitation or any mistrust in God. I want you to understand, and I want to go back and pick a point here. Timing improves the quality of things. Sometimes if you are cooking in the house and you don't allow the food to take, especially when you are preparing cake, and you don't allow the time prescribed for the cake to get ready, if you rush it, you lose the benefit of eating the cake. Why? Because it creates problems. The world in which we live in has been, has been intoxicated with the virus of impatience. We want to see things move so fast. We want to see things so increase so fast. We don't want to spend time on things fast, fast joint and fast food and everything is getting fast. Get blessed so fast and everything is getting so fast. We don't take time to allow things to develop. Praise the Lord. Time is... It's very integral in our life. Time will work things out for us. When you plant sometimes in our, in our farming, in the poultry farming, in the crop farming, we now have eggs that have not gone. Back in the olden days, it wasn't easy to get egg to eat back in Africa, back in Ghana specifically. Because we have to allow the natural cause to take its place. Now we have chemicals that are producing the eggs, but they don't have the quality, the, the benefit, the fullness of the benefit of eating egg. You can eat one egg and it will quantify the current egg you are eating six. Why? Because time was allowed for the, for the chickens and the things to produce the egg at the right time. And I want you to understand that this story, this message came to me when I went to, I went to one of the shops and I got my daughter, I got a, a cheesecake and I, I bought a key, cheesecake with the a, with a intention to give it to my beloved daughter. But when, when I came home and I put the cheesecake in the freezer, I wanted, I wanted to have, a, uh, I wanted the cheesecake to breathe in and out. But immediately she saw the cheesecake. She said, I want it now. Even though I bought it for her, I said, you are not having it now because your attitude towards the consumption, consuming the cheesecake is too much. 
So I said, you're not having it now. I bought it for her, but I was waiting patiently to see a particular sign, an attitude coming from her. Attitude of, of, of not rushing, but being patient and waiting for that point of time to be given the cheesecake. And most of us, some things have not come to us because we rush the time. And we rush to want to get blessed. And sometimes when, uh, I believe uh, many years ago when I was a very young man in my teens and in my youthful age. And we were told stories like when you walk with a particular girl and you want to propose to her. You don't just propose to her on the first day. You may lose it. Not because you are not qualified for it. But because you rush time. Praise the Lord. You have to be sensitive and allow things to build and develop properly before you see the fullness of it. Apart from time, when God promises us, he assigned prescribed time to wait. And I want you to know, and I made that emphatically last week. <clears throat> but apart from, apart from the time, our attitude towards God in the time in which we find ourselves in is very important. Attitude is a feeling or, op or opinion about something, especially when it shows in your behavior. Praise the Lord. When you are waiting upon me, when you are waiting for things, especially when you are cooking it with a rice cooker. I love the rice cooker. How many love the rice cooker? I love the rice cooker. If you don't love rice, you don't love the rice cooker. I like the rice cooker. I use it almost every day. Amen. When you are preparing rice and keep, you keep on opening the, the, the lid every time, you lose the benefit of having a nice rice cook. Why? Because of your impatience. You open it every now and then. It's not right. Our attitude is very important when it comes to waiting. And sometimes when somebody is waiting, especially when you tell Aaron, my little boy, you tell him we'll be going to town and give him time. Around one, in the next one hour, we want to go to Tesco. Every one second, he will come and say, Daddy, is it not time yet? He's not patient. He's, he's rushing things. And his attitude towards going is, can agitate you. Now, God wants you to, be, and to come to the point of understanding that you have to wait knowing that he's coming. You have to know and have the certainty of his coming. And you have to have a disposition and wait upon God. Don't rush him. He said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Whatever you are losing, God said you will renew in the name of Jesus. Now, I want to talk about a few things with you here. How do I improve my attitude? If my attitude will warrant me to actualize and see what God said in my life coming to pass, my attitude is important. Therefore, I have to look at things that will benefit my attitude. The first thing that will improve your attitude in God is number one, you have to know God. Knowing God is an integral part that characterizes our waiting. When you know your husband tells you he will come, you are not agitated. You know he is coming and you are not going to phone him every two hours or every three minutes. You know that because he said he is coming, there is assurance that he will come. And that is what you have to understand about God. In Daniel chapter 11 verse number 32, the Bible said, Those who do wickedly against the covenant shall 
Daniel chapter 11 verse 32. He said, those who do wickedly against the, the covenant, he shall corrupt with flatteries. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. And the one thing that helps us a lot, fellowship will improve your knowing God. That is why we gather here. And whilst we are studying the word of God, we come to the point of knowing. Praise the Lord. So when you know God and you know and you know and you know and you know that he's a God who is not, there is no contract distinction between his word. If you know that he's a watchman over his word, as the Bible said, he watches over his word to perform it. The Bible said that whatever comes out of his mouth become what becomes. In Genesis chapter 1, the Bible said, he said, let there be light. And the Bible said, there was light. Why was there light? There was light because he said let there be light the bible said and darkness was upon the face of the deep and they said in spite of the darkness darkness could not stop the word of god from coming to pass that is why as you hear the sound of my voice i am telling you that as you come to the point of knowing god you will come to understand that whatever he has said to you will surely come to pass in the name of jesus I don't know what he has told you, but today after you leave this place, you will come to the realization that this God is not a God who jokes. He's so, he doesn't joke with his words. That is why in the book of John chapter 1 verse number 1, it said in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He is the word. The Bible said in the verse number 26, and the Bible said, and the word became flesh and dwelt among men. Why did the word dwell among men? Because he's the word. And I want you to understand that when God gives you his word, he means what he says. In Romans chapter 8 verse 28, the Bible said, he said, And we know that all things will work together for our good, because we have chosen to love God to those who are called according to his purpose. Praise the Lord. When you know that God is a sure God, it doesn't matter what comes against you. It doesn't matter what the government says about the economy. It doesn't matter what the coronavirus is doing. When you know and you know that God is a trustworthy God, it doesn't matter what comes your way. Your disposition will be controlled because you know God. I don't know what you know, but when I went to the hospital many years ago, and the doctors has got proof in their hands and they said what is wrong with you you cannot leave i went back to my god and i said god look at what the doctor said they said i'm going to die in the next few months and god said to me as a son you shall not die but you shall leave to declare the goodness of me and thank god that i hope and i know this god that is why today i am standing here preaching the gospel to you i am standing here as a proof that when you know god he will Will make all things beautiful in his own time in your life in the name of Jesus. The second thing that will control your attitude, number two, is understanding God. Understanding God will prove, will improve your attitude in God. 
When you understand God, when you begin to understand him, he said his ways are not our ways, his thoughts are not our thoughts. As the heavens are above the earth, so are his intent above us. When you want to walk with God, you don't have to walk with your physical senses. You must know that things must not be before it can be when God said it shall be. The Bible said the thing that we say today, the thing that we see with our eyes today, we're called out of things that were not same. That is why when I don't see signs of rain, when I don't see evidence of what God is telling me, I don't dis, I don't disprove what he told me. I want you to understand that sometimes you don't need to see to believe, but you have to believe because he said something to you. In Proverbs chapter 4 verse number 5 to 7, the Bible said that get wisdom, get understanding, do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will preserve you love you and she will keep you verse number seven said that wisdom is the principal thing therefore get wisdom and in all you're getting get understanding i want you to come you must trust god you must know that and understand that he's god you have to understand his ways you must understand his ways I remember somebody came to church one time and, and the Lord ministered to the person through prophetic utterance. And the person said, it can't be possible. The person has been waiting for a particular document for years. And when the person came to church, the Lord spoke to the person through the prophet and said to him, God said he's making provision for you. When the person looked at themselves, look at what has gone on. He said, this cannot be possible. But she, be, she knows what God is speaking. She knows and understands that the, he know, the person understands the principles and the precepts of God. He said, I know this God. When he talks, he brings it to pass. On the Monday, the Sunday, the next few, that was a following day, the morning, the person encounters a miracle. Why? Because the person understands God. And precious one, I want you to understand that this God is not a joking God. If you are waiting upon him, you have to understand his ways. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I have gone through many things in my life. When the expert, I remember many years ago when I started teaching, there were people who disqualified me. There were people who said nothing good would come out of me. But I trusted in the God who told me to start what I started. And it doesn't matter what you say against me because my reliance is not in the voice of men, but it is in the voice of Jehovah. I see not said it and I see that not done it. The Bible said, is there anything too hard for our God? When the going get tough and you don't know where hope is coming from, one thing I want to advise you to do, look out and hear his word. Praise the Lord. The last point I want to talk about, there are many points, but the last point I want to talk about, that will improve on your attitude when you are waiting for God, is trusting God. The first one, you have to know him. The second one, you have to understand him. Before I talk about trusting God to end this, when you are knowing, knowing doesn't mean things that you can comprehend sensually. 
The Bible said, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has they entered into the heart of any man. The things that God has got in stock for those who love him, but it has been revealed to us by his spirit. His spirit searched all things, yea, the deep things of God. He has made it known to us, not through the sensual perception, but through the divine perception. So knowing is not just by feelings. Praise the Lord. How many of you are waiting upon God? <laughs> even though you have to master waiting upon God, because even though he has got everything at his disposal, sometimes when a woman becomes pregnant, it's not because God can't make the person deliver on the same day, but because it will not bring the beauty of what is in her womb. That is why time is very important. The point number three, trust God, trusting God. It will improve on your attitude. Some of us trust the, the train system, the bus system, even more than God. Some of us, we are, we are so sure that you, you will wait at the bus stop, at the train stop, and you trust that what it said to you, 10.30, exactly the train will come, and the train comes exactly. Whatever you will do to make sure that your disposition is kept in touch, is your trust in the Lord. In Proverbs chapter five, verse in Proverbs chapter three, verse five to six, it's a trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your path. Hallelujah, Amen. God you have to trust God. You have to trust God. My strength and trust, you have to trust God. I remember many years ago when I was told, in about, two, about five years ago, I was told there was going to be redundant at my workplace. Wow, at that time, I was, I was not even qualified as a teacher. I was working as an unqualified teacher. And at that time, there were more qualified teachers than me. But that particular year, the Lord opened the door for me and I passed one exam I needed to pass to be able to do my course. At that time, I taught everything. I, I just started the school for one year. It was just one year. The second year, no, it was the second year. At the second year, they said the school was shutting down. I said, what is going to happen to me? I was already disqualified in my disqualification. By my mindset, I know I've been disqualified. I went to the face, the face of God. I said, what are you saying, God, about the situation? He said, you will not be disqualified. You will be selected. Among the 10 teachers happened to be the first teacher to be selected. Why? Because God said it. It is not because of what men are saying. That is why it shall be well with you. God said it shall be well with you. Therefore, whatever comes around you, believe God that it shall come to pass. Your trust in God is a trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not into your own understanding. In Psalm 9 verse 10. The Bible said, and those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. So you cannot trust somebody you don't know. Your trust in the Lord is based on your knowing and understanding the person. When you understand somebody, it is easy to trust the person. And I want to plead with you, trust doesn't come on a silver platter. You work it out. Trust always appreciate 
When you meet somebody, you build trust. And that is why you start from a lower level, then you build upon it. That is why we build on trust. And your fellowship with God, spending time with God, will intensify and gratify your trust in the Lord. In Psalm 20, verse 6 to 8, it said, Now I know that the Lord save his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heavens with the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some trust in horses. But we will re- remember the name of our Lord God. They have bowed down and fallen. But we have risen and stand upright. Praise the Lord. Is it some trust in chariots and some trust in horses? But those of us who trust in the Lord shall be like Mount Zion that is unmovable and unshakable. When you trust God, you must know that he's a certain God. If he says it, he will do it. When you want to walk with God, you must trust God. I remember many years ago when God told Israel, he said, I want you to understand that you will go into captivity. In the book of Genesis chapter 15 verse 13 to 14, the Bible said, Then he said unto Abraham, Know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs, and I will save them. And they will afflict them 400 years. And also the nation whom they, they will serve I will judge them. And after that, afterward they shall come out with great word possession. The Bible emphasizes that in the book of Acts chapter 7 verse 6 to 7. It's about God spoke in this way that his descendants would dwell in a foreign land. And that they will bring them into bondage and oppress them 400 years. And the nation to whom they will be in bondage, I will judge, said the Lord. And after that, they shall come out and serve me in this place. The Bible said that when the 400 years was due, their disposition, their attitude towards God was not what it says it will be. Precious one, there is time and God put time on every word that he has spoken. But our attitude in the timing of God must be right. If it is not right, we will not be delivered when God God tells us we will be delivered. The Bible said they spent time in captivity. Instead of 400 years, the Bible said they spent 430 years in captivity because their behavior was not right. Because their attitude was not right. Their disposition was not right. Precious one, your attitude will determine whether what God said in your life will come to pass. Praise the Lord. The Bible said that immediately in Exodus chapter 3 verse 9 to 30 to 10. The Bible said, he said, now therefore behold the cry of my children Israel has come unto me. And I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now therefore and I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people out. The children of Israel out of Egypt. When the timing was due and the Bible said their behavior changed and they seek the face of God. My Bible said God sent a deliverer. I pray over your life in the name of Jesus that your attitude towards what God has said will be right for you to see the glory of God in your life in the name of Jesus. 
The Bible said God promised Abraham and said that I will cause you to deliver a wonderful son. And the Bible said that he waited and waited. He didn't see it come to pass. But the Bible said in Genesis chapter 18 verse 3 to from 2 to 3. The Bible said and the Bible said he saw strangers coming from afar. And the Bible said that even though he was old, he was shrinking in age. The Bible said he ran, he rushed out of the tent and went to welcome those strangers under his tent. And the Bible said he prepared food for them. They ate it. And I like it so much when the Bible said, ah, the Bible said when, 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 when he lifted his head up and he saw them coming, the Bible said he welcomed them and prepared them food. By the time I got to the verse number 11, uh, the verse number 9, the Bible said that then, come on, say then. When they finished eating, then the Bible said in the verse number 9 of the chapter 18, then they said unto him, where is Sarah your wife? And the Bible said they prophesied, they said a year by this time. How did that come to pass when the story, when the attitude of Abraham began to change, when he began to rise up and begin to be productive, his attitude became the attitude that is quarantined by sacrifice. When God promised you, you have to be intoxicated and you have to allow yourself to be soaked in sacrificing when you begin to trust God and you know what he said will come to pass you have to believe God in the name of Jesus that is what you must know when you are trusting God when people tells you that you are poor you know who you are and you know that he has not called you to be poor when people call you poor you tell them excuse me I am not poor when people tell you you are going to fail, tell them I'm not going to fail. Tell them your attitude must not be somebody who doesn't know who you are. The Bible said that when the attitude of Abraham changed, the hand of God spoke. And I know your attitude will be changing today. I said your attitude will be changing today. To end it, I want you to understand there are some things that has been precisely be stated within a period of time and nothing can change it. But even within the prescribed time and fixed time that God has apportioned for some of us, our attitude can change the mind of God. Praise the Lord. In the New Testament, there were certain profound individuals there. And the story in Luke chapter 19 verse 5, the Bible said that when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him. And the Bible said the man called Blan Batimio, uh, no, 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 there was a story called a man who was so short. The Bible said his name is called Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was so short. He was rich. He was loaded with money. He was a prominent person in the society when he heard that Jesus was passing by. The Bible says Zacchaeus went to climb a sycamore tree because when you are short like I am, I'm, no, I'm a tall man uh, when, when, when you are short like some people in stature and you can't, people stand in front of you they limit your scope of seeing but the Bible said that this man said I will not allow my height uh, to become a deficiency in my life. He went to climb a sycamore tree because he promised in his attitude that I want to see Jesus. And my Bible 
said that where he climbed the sycamore tree was exactly where Jesus was going to pass. And the Bible said because of his attitude, the Bible said Jesus bid him and said to him, come I will spend time in your house. I pray that in the midst of many people at your workplace and at anywhere you find yourself, may your attitude single you out of the many in the name of Jesus. Your attitude will separate you. The way you keep yourself, the way you carry yourself, the way you talk to people will single you. And when your attitude in the presence of God changes to the right model, you will see the glory of God in your life in the name of Jesus. Today, as I end this, there are many stories in the Bible. When your attitude is right, you will see increase in your life. I remember in a, in a school I taught in many years ago. They were going to employ new staff. What happened? They said, we need a mass teacher so dearly that we are ready to train this person. So teaching is not one of our character. We want to see a desire, an attitude of wanting to succeed. So what is going to happen is that we are not even going to allow him. He will teach a bit. But what we're going to do predominantly, we are going to send him to join you, the members of staff. And you will join, he will join the mass department. And you are going to look at his attitude. If his attitude is not right, it doesn't matter what he can teach. We will still not take him. Your attitude. Your attitude is a disposition. It characterizes the way you carry yourself. Your attitude. What is your attitude? When somebody gives you a task to do, what is your attitude towards the task? Some of us, until we are giving, we want bigger things, but we don't know that for us to get bigger things, we start from a a lower level. That is why the Bible says, do not despise little beginning, because your moving up is dependent on your attitude. Towards small things. What is your attitude? When they tell you to do something, what is your... It is not doing the work that is important, but your dynamics, the dynamics of your language that goes with your whole disposition is what matters. Haven't you ever seen a child who you are... You tell the child, sit here, he sit, but sometimes he will tell you, deep down in me, I am standing. What is your attitude towards life? How do you regard people? I remember many years ago when I came into Tanit, I was talking to a boy. I asked a boy, where is this school? I was looking for Marlow Academy at that time. I was walking around and I, I didn't know where Marlow Academy was. I asked a young boy, where is Marlow Academy? With respect, with integrity, with regard, respecting this guy, even though he was little, he just directed me to that place. After many years, 10, 12 years after, I met one of my students. In KFC. Immediately he saw me. He said, Mr. Ashon, guess behold who he was sitting with. He was sitting with the, his brother. He, the brother didn't, I didn't teach the brother, but the brother looked at me straight and said to me, I know you somewhere. I said, where do you know me? He said, you remember about 11 years ago, you were the one looking for Marlo Academy. Wow. You never know who you know. Precious one, today you never know who will be a blessing to you. Your attitude towards the life of people is integral. What is your attitude towards people? 
Most of us, if we are not going to make any money out of something, we don't invest and we don't spend time with it. It is all about shortcut and making money quick. Precious one, I'm here to tell you that God wants you to come to the point of trust. But your attitude will mean so much in the name of Jesus. God wants to do so much with you, but your attitude is very important. Ask your neighbor, what is your attitude? If you are waiting for God, what is your attitude? Are you waiting for God with one leg and the other leg is looking elsewhere? What is your attitude when they tell you to do something? How do you carry yourself? You do it with all your strength, with all your might. I remember Jesus when he was told to die on the cross. My Bible said that when it was so difficult, when the things around him become so burdensome, my Bible said that he went down on his knee. He didn't insult God. He didn't speak against God, but he went to Gethsemane. He said, Father, if it be possible, let this cup run away from me. But not my will be done, but let thy will be done. And the Bible said that the Lord strengthened him. And the Bible said he went on the cross. Precious one, there are times when your attitude matters more than what you even have in your heart. I pray for you today that your attitude towards God will change. Some of us, when things are okay, when things are all right, then we come to God. When things are not okay, we don't come to God. The Bible says, for we know, we know that all things must work together for our good because we have chosen to love God. We have been called according to purpose. And because there is purpose, that is why our disposition is right. I pray that your attitude towards the things of God will change in the name of Jesus. I don't know where you are. I don't know what God has promised you. But if you begin to understand that there is a time factor. If you begin to understand God. If you begin to know God. If you begin to trust in the Lord. You shall see the glory of God in your life in the name of Jesus. Trust God. Praise the Lord. Bow down your head for a word of prayer. I pray that whatever God has promised you will come to pass. I pray, I pray that whatever he spoke to you in the secret place will come in the open. Thank you, Father. I pray for healing for you in the name of Jesus. I pray for healing, sugar healing. Anybody with a problem with the sugar, sugar healing is coming to somebody in the name of Jesus. I pray that your life will be a testimony. Your life will be a blessing. You'll be distinct. You'll be unique in the midst of many. May what God promised you come to pass in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Somebody put your hands together for Jesus.